Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up? What's happening? Overtime with you tonight on 106.7 The Fan. My name is Craig Hoffman, and I have a question. What are we even doing anymore? I'll expand on that over the next 15 minutes. An hour from now, Jane Coaston of the New York Times opinion section who wrote an article this week on Bruce Allen and what his continued looming presence in the story that we're about to talk about, that we've all been talking about, says about the NFL and the league as a whole. We'll talk a little bit of football, I guess, despite what I'm about to say, which is like, what are we... You know, as as more stuff comes out today, uh, Mark Davis, the owner of the Oakland Raiders, or the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, would like a written investigation or a written report on the investigation into the Washington football team. Uh, Roger Goodell continues to stick his foot in his mouth, and anything that comes out of his mouth is pretty useless. Um, actually, I shouldn't say even useless. It's it's actually insulting. It's not useless. It it has a very good use. It shows us exactly who he is, exactly who he works for, exactly what he's willing to do, exactly who he's willing to throw under the bus, exactly uh, how how many scruples or more, perhaps specifically, few scruples he has, which is zero. And as the NFL again says. We're not releasing anything from this Washington football team report. Our $10 million investigation will result in nothing except for a $10 million fine for Daniel Snyder that very specifically was actually a $10 million fine of the Washington football team, not Daniel Snyder. And he has to go play in a different sandbox of the same playground. Like, what are we doing? And by the way, when I say we, I do mean we. I mean everybody listening. And even more so, someone like me, who, during the Bruce Allen era, covered that football team for five years, got a salary to do so, will sit in the same chair that I'm in right now on Sunday and host a pregame show about a game. When you have... How many dozen, at least four dozen, if not five or six dozen women who talked to Beth Wilkinson saying like, hey, this thing, this organization, this sport, this league ruined or at least temporarily or permanently negatively altered my life. And at some point, I just have to ask the question, what are we doing if we just continue to mosey along and eventually let this die by the wayside. And 
when I say that, before I get too far down this rabbit hole, I do think this sport can exist and pro sports in general can exist in a place where this doesn't happen. Where the joy that sports brings us all can be the overwhelming factor, the competition, the incredible athleticism, the artistry. Like sports aren't science. There is a lot of science that goes into sport, but at the end of the day, like this is art. It is something to be admired. When you watch, you know, it's all, <laughs> when you watch Aaron Rodgers roll right on fourth down and throw back across his body, if he's not doing it to your team like happened in Washington on Sunday, it's pretty magical to watch. It is an artist at work. It is a master of his craft performing in front of your very eyes each and every week, and that is magical. It is a thing that we'd all love to do, whether your sport is football or baseball or basketball or hockey or soccer or whatever it is. Like, most of us played sports as a kid, most of us wish we were good enough to get paid for it. Nevertheless, get paid the amount of money that the men and women who get to play professionally, I should say really the men who get paid professionally because the women's salaries, that's a different story tied into this story, but we're not going to talk about that branch of the tree right now. Like we would love to be in that position. And thus it is, that is why we watch because we are watching people do things that we wish we could. But at what cost on the back end? Like every customer facing product on the planet has a back end, right? A boutique fitness studio has a whole business operation that allows you to show up and interact with one person, a coach who probably has nothing to do with any of the back end stuff and take their fitness class. A restaurant that you go and dine at is, has a whole back end operation that pays the rent and buys the, the food and it pays the employees who at least make the food. You don't even see them. But eventually there's a, a person who comes to your table with the food and puts it there. And they're very nice to you if they're good at their job. Because then you, get a, you tip them and it's a whole financial agreement. And it works and everyone's happy. But like, what if they were murdering people in the back? We probably wouldn't go to that restaurant anymore. And while nobody has died... Uh, in, in any of this NFL stuff on the back end. Uh, obviously, the game itself is a separate discussion, but again, we're not talking about that branch of the tree right now. The NFL continues to just push forward. And, and it, I want to be very specific here. We're not talking about football. Like, as I said, there is a conversation that is happening about football, the sport, the dangers, the it, can the safety advancements keep up with the dangers, what is it doing to the actual athletes, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the NFL, the business, Roger Goodell at the head of it, who is just in it to protect these 30 dudes, and it's all dudes. A couple of, uh, of them have wives who are technically co-owners, as in they are on the board of governors. Many of them have wives. A lot of them are involved in the organization in various ways. But a couple, like now Tanya Snyder, uh, along with Dan, or uh, Kim Pagula in New York, or sorry, in Buffalo specifically with the Bills, like they are officially owners. But every single NFL team owned by a billionaire man is just going to keep on operating? Like, like is all fine? When the main stories in the NFL this week are 
Who's going to potentially trade for Deshaun Watson? A man currently accused of by 22 different women of varying forms of sexual misconduct ranging from harassment to assault. And the ongoing saga of the Washington football team where the work culture is so was so toxic that it is currently about to undergo congressional investigation. What are we doing? And can I just sit here and go in that loop for an hour and a half and call it a show? No, that's boring and it's terrible radio. So are we going to talk about other stuff, including the football, and why they're on a very different level of scope and scale? Things that Taylor Heineke is doing are driving me bonkers. Sure. We'll do that at 7. And we'll talk about football. Because, like, it also doesn't require... to like It's not a requirement that all of our joy gets stripped away either. We have to be able to multitask. But at some point, if the multitasking isn't working, I guess really my question is, and you can tweet me at Craig Hoffman, uh, C-R-A-I-G-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, you can call. Maybe we'll take a couple calls on this next before the end of the hour. Like, at what point do we stop multitasking and stop down and go, hey, enough's enough. Release a report. Get rid of Dan Snyder. Or we're like, we're not doing this anymore. And who's involved in the we? Because there's there's another element too, not to put this on the players who were just you got drafted there mostly who didn't have a choice, who were not in it for the owner or whatever. But like I look at what's happening, for instance, in the National Women's Soccer League it, locally here in Washington. You have a team full of players who wrote an open letter to the owner being like, dude, sell the team. You're terrible. For us. We want this. Goodbye. Like what happened if Terry McLaurin got the whole fifty three together and was like, Hey, Dan. Sell the team. Like, where's the responsibility there? Or do they just keep cashing their checks? Do I just get on the radio on Sunday and do a pregame show with Logan and just keep cashing the check? And at some point, I think it's just worth stopping and asking, what are we doing here? That is my question. Your thoughts on that. And then, because at the end of the day, we do have jobs to do. I have a job to do. We will talk some football because I also do enjoy having fun. These conversations aren't very fun. And for our own health and sanity, I guess that's part of the reason we continue to go forward. But are people like Roger Goodell just going to exploit that? They know that we're just going to move on anyway. Your thoughts next. 800-636-1067. Uh, the tweets as well, at Craig Hoffman. I'm Craig. This is Overtime on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Craig Hoffman with you on 106.7 The Fan. couple of reactions to what I said off the top of the show. Uh, on Instagram, DC messaged me at Craig underscore Hoffman. Said, I totally agree. Roger Goodell is insulting our intelligence daily. If you're going to lie to me, at least show me some respect by coming up with a clever one. Lying behind people who are, are, are like talking into microphones saying the opposite at the same time. It's pretty bad. Like Goodell getting out there being like, we're trying to protect the anonymity of the victims. When the quote unquote victims, people like Megan Ember, who've been on this show, been on with Russell, been on all of these shows, who are like, hi, hello, it's me, an actual human being here who went through it and talked to Wilkinson and talked to these lawyers and talked to this and did that. Like, we're the ones who got hurt and this is what we want. And Goodell's like, well, no, that's that's not what they want. It's like, dog, like we got... We're getting your comments through the same same media, social media, television, radio, whatever it is, that the women you're talking about also speak into. The comments arrive at us the same. Uh, Kevin tweeted me. Uh, Kevin Sykes said, the NFL doesn't care about the players. Why do people think they're going to care about some random female employees and how they were spoken to or treated? Uh, and, and that's kind of my point, Kevin, is there's too many people out there uh, with the attitude that you appear to have, and I don't want to go too much into your character based off a tweet because I realize it's it's a limited number of characters, but the phrase, like, some random female employees, like, these are, again, real human beings with names, faces, uh, agency, families. They're human beings, the same as the players. So I understand from, like, a value to an NFL franchise, if we're being pure capitalists here, what you're saying, but, like, the attitude towards these women, like, is the point. So stop doing that. Um, and the second part of Kevin's tweet, which I think is actually more interesting from like a where does this go standpoint, is, by the way, Congress doesn't care either. They just want votes. Here's the thing. Whether they're doing this for votes, whether or not they care. And like, let's also be clear. This is a couple of congressional members on the on the House Oversight Committee who are so far doing this. Like the it is do I do I have like a, a, any confusion about the fact that. The Congress, um, House, Senate, 
everyone else would have to sign off on it, are going to pull the NFL's antitrust exemption, which is like the big hammer they have over the NFL, uh, if they don't change stuff and force people like Snyder out. No, because there's too many people in Congress and in powerful places everywhere that are like Daniel Snyder, that have too many skeletons in the closet and they don't want to set the example that uh, a couple skeletons coming out could cause you to, to lose your power. And so people that have the power aren't going to do that. But Congress's power to investigate and make things public is what we're actually talking about here. We don't need the entirety of Congress to learn more about this story. We need people who are on a committee to have hearings that allow things to come out that potentially could get to the point of subpoena power and force these emails that the NFL is hiding to come out. So it's still possible. Um, Ryan said something really interesting to me in the break uh, about, and Ryan, producer tonight, mm-hmm. uh, you hear him every every day on Grant Danny. Um, I'm, Brian, I'm going to have you hold what you said to me until the next segment because I'm going to do you a favor and I'm going to be on time. <laughs> I know, what a crazy concept. Oh, come on. I, I know, I know, I know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the audience that you said something that was really interesting about your own fandom when it comes to Washington football. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into that, plus what Mike Florio said on Grant and Danny earlier today about the potential for Congress to actually pull the kinds of triggers that I was just talking about next. It's overtime on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You on 106.7 The Fan. This is... Overtime. Segment brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's, if they had turkey and it had a resume, well, they do have turkey. And and Ryan, if that turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's because premium meats makes a sub above. It's better than my resume. Oh, yeah. Same with me. Or or is it? I don't know. Resumes. Resumes. Got a lot of weird stuff on it. People are like, wait, you did what? And then you did what? And then I not a straight line. <laughs> you're like you're you're like twenty four years old. You don't have a resume yet. Well, I'm twenty one. And yes, I do, Craig. And you're you twenty know, one? Twenty one, yes. Oh. Well, what's on your what's on your resume? Well, my most prized possession on my resume is that I was in the Spanish honor society in high school. That's pretty good. For someone who doesn't really know Spanish, I was in the honor society. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, I wish I remember how to say congratulations in Spanish. <laughs> don't ask me. Wait, really? You don't know how to say that? No. I, I high don't. school was like three years ago for you. I, four years ago. But I mean, still, I just don't remember. Like, congratulations. This is bad. I know enough Spanish that I should be able to say this. I should, too. Yeah, fel- felicidades. I, I thought that's what I it was, that. but I didn't want to sound like an actual doofus. I had to double check it. I knew that. No, you didn't. I mean, it rings a bell now that you now that you mentioned it. That's different than knowing it, Ryan. I mean, now I know it. So am I lying? I mm. I now I'm struggling with English. <laughs> um, you said something interesting to me in the last break about your mm-hmm. fandom and how you feel as a Washington football fan. Yeah, I, I mean. After you're going off in your first segment, which everything is correct what you're saying. I mean, no one can really disagree with that point and that sentiment that you're making. It's just, it's not even about the football part anymore. It's like these human beings that are, I mean, they rely on this football team for their livelihoods and they just aren't getting the fair share of the bargain that they should working for a professional football team. Some of these people have been looking forward to that moment their entire life. And to hear the stories about what was going on in that organization is just, it, it makes your t- your stomach turn. It really does. And so it's just like, it comes to the point where it's like, why do I root for this team? What makes me root for this team? Especially since, I mean, they suck and they've been bad under Sider forever. So it's like, what brings me back to this team? And I can't answer that anymore. I really cannot. Well, that's what I was going to, that was going to be my follow-up is like, what is it that, like, what brought you to them in the first place and what keeps you? Because that, like, that was the thing that, that like blew my mind with the Sean Taylor stuff Mm -hmm. in terms of how badly they screwed up the, the retirement, the Jersey retirement Yeah, is 
of fans of your age. Let uh, so I'm mm-hmm. 31, and I, I'm not from here. I'm not a Washington football fan mm-hmm. by birth. Like it is the team I'm most interested in, and have been for six plus years now. Because professionally speaking, they have made up an in inordinate amount of my life yeah right so like a, a, just an unbelievable percentage of my brain power over the last six years has gone to this stupid football team but from an emotional standpoint if i were to pick up and move to another city tomorrow like uh, my my ties would die off pretty quick right like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm a hired gun and i've never made any bones about that like i'm emotionally invested because it, it is good for my own well-being but for you and so for fans of like, but, but like my friends that are my age that are Washington football fans and a little bit older, even down to your age of fan, the one thing that was like the ultimate highlight of the last two decades of Snyder's ownership was this pride in Sean Taylor mm-hmm. and who he was as a player and who he's becoming as a person. And then obviously it, it all came to the most tragic of ends. Um, but there, there was such a, a connection in a positive way to Sean Taylor um, through the tragedy and for them to screw that up was just mind blowing to me. It's like for them to not understand that was just, it completely mm-hmm. defied even their consistent lack of logic. And so for you at this point, even before that happened, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Like, what are you holding on to? I, I couldn't tell you that. I really could not. And, and the fact going back to two minutes ago, I'd even mentioned the Sean Taylor thing. I mean, that, that is that alone is just insane about how how could you mess that up? And you did. I mean, I look back on Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor was the bright spot of this team when I was a kid. He was the guy that I looked up to and was like, I want to be Sean Taylor. That's who he was for this organization for kids my age. And for many people listening around the area, they're like, this guy's amazing. He was a Hall of Fame talent. And they the organization spit in our face, basically, with what they did. And that's a hard, that's it's hard for me to say that, but I mean, it's it is what it is. They messed that up completely, and so I don't know. It's I just cannot trust this team and this organization to make the right moves going forward, especially with those situations. I, yeah, what, I mean, what have they the, given me to give right. them? Like, what can I do? What can I do for have to have them have my back like I have theirs? Like, right, like at the very least, you think they could win, and they can't figure that out exactly. either. But that's like a. But even then, it's like okay, then we're talking football versus like the way they treat people. And exactly. at some point, you know, and, and look, like some people don't pay to that much attention outside of the actual games on Sundays. Like they, they love the football, and they're like, yeah, whatever else, and they're able to compartmentalize. It, it, mm-hmm. It's art separate from artists in the same way that we can enjoy, or so many people enjoy Michael Jackson's music. Like it's yeah, like let's be real, like it's the same stuff. Um, and, and so for some people, like we've decided the, the artists, like we don't play that person anymore. Like you ain't going to find a lot of R Kelly being played out there anymore. Mm-mm. Like, it's just no, but like for whatever reason, in part, because the art was so good, like Michael Jackson music, Michael Jackson's music still gets played. And part of it too, is because before the, you know, things went real sideways South and, you know, criminal with Michael Jackson. Um, I don't know if I should allegedly criminal. He, he was alleged to some stuff the way it played out in court. I don't think he was found guilty. So hopefully the Odyssey lawyers can be happy with what I just said. Um, but like he meant so much to so many people. And like, that's the thing is there's an emotional connection in the same way with so many sports organizations that they mean so much. Like 
so many people's childhood memories with their their parents are some of the best ones are around this organization and so that's why the name meant so much despite the fact that it made no damn sense that's why as as this stuff continues to happen with the culture of the actual people who make up the organization the actual foundation um mm-hmm. beyond the emotional ties like that people still root for them because of the emotional ties and, and but the thing is like that's exactly what Roger Goodell and Daniel Snyder like Daniel Snyder to a lesser degree I think Snyder's just arrogant like I think he looks at himself and he's like oh it wasn't me I wasn't the problem like he's just like oh I'll I'll own it publicly because I know that I'll just move on where Goodell is like Goodell is more sinister with this stuff Goodell knows exactly what he's doing Roger Goodell don't get it twisted Roger Goodell is really smart but part of his intelligence is that he knows he can say this stuff. And at the end of the day, the 30 people he works for, the owners, are not going to do jack. Like, he's actually doing their bidding for them. Like, I've said this before, but like, when we talk about the shield, like, what do shields do? They take bullets, they take hits. They, you know, back in the, the days of knights and jousting, like, they're the ones who took the thing. And Roger Goodell, in that way, is the shield of the NFL. Like when we talk about that logo, the shield, protect the shield. Roger Goodell is a human shield. His job is to take the bullets. And he's really, really, really good at it. Which means that it's hard to penetrate that shield. And at the end of the day, like I, I don't know what it's going to take to overcome the fact that Goodell works for the same people that he's protecting. And so his job in that is not to protect the league. It's not look out what's the best interest of the league. It's not to look out for the people within the league, except for the ones that sign his $44 million a year check. And those dudes like Jerry Jones, who is very quick to come to Daniel Snyder's offense, saying that he doesn't want this stuff to come out, have a hell of a lot of skeletons in their closet. Which is why it's going to take the one thing that's bigger than the NFL, government, to do it. Mike Florio on Grant and Danny earlier today on that very thing. Too early to tell, but the fact that it's on the congressional radar screen and they intend to push forward and they want a response from the NFL by November 4 and they have the right to issue subpoenas if they want to, I'd say once somebody with the power to get to the bottom of it gets involved, it gets north of 50 It was under 50. It was well under 50 until somebody decided to peel off some of these secret emails and take out John Gruden. That's when it all changed. And then once it got the attention of Congress and, you know, the union could still try to file a lawsuit and get these emails. But once and I believe, frankly, July 1, when the NFL announced its punishment of Dan Snyder, the reason no details were provided is because if we knew the details of the findings of the investigation, it would be as untenable for Snyder to continue as the owner as it was for Gruden to continue as the coach of the Raiders. Once we know about it, it's over. Mm -hmm. So if they get to a point where we know about some of the things that Beth Wilkinson, the investigator, found, I think it becomes untenable at that point publicly for Snyder to continue. So if we get this information, my gut tells me Snyder's going to have to sell. Mike Florio on pardon my take. My apologies. Uh, they obviously deserve the credit uh, for that. I heard the clip earlier on Grand Danny uh, and mix up the two. So there you go. Uh, pardon my take the credit there for Mike Florio. So Florio there with the point. The reason they want to fight so hard to keep this stuff secret is because whatever they found's really, really bad. And like sometimes... Sometimes the secret is about the the precedent of keeping secrets, which on some level this is about, right? Like they don't 
no private company, no citizen, no wherever. Like, I'm not telling you this isn't a slippery slope. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not super psyched about the fact that someone's private emails just get to be blasted out because some stuff happened. Like, 650,000 emails is a lot, and I, I'm okay with some sort of censorship to that. Like, there's things that don't necessarily, like, we don't need to just be in Bruce Allen's personal emails. By the same token, the relevant information to this investigation, the workplace culture, and the fact that this is a public, while a private company, a public entity, and that there are thousands of, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Washington football, and certainly of NFL fans nationwide who have an interest in some in a in a corporation in the NFL that has an antitrust exemption as well, like yeah, Congress Congress is well within their rights to to lay down a hammer here. And the relevant information, if not six hundred fifty thousand, you know, emails unredacted, should come out. The fact that there's no written report for what Wilkinson found is nuts, and that should change immediately. But. The thing is, like, they're relying on the fact that eventually we're just going to move on. And I give immense credit to women like Megan Imbert um, and, and some of the other women who have come forward and, and the two women that went to New York to the NFL owners meetings to hand deliver a letter that said, like, I... Mr. Goodell, you are lying. You are lying on my behalf, and I'm not going to stand for it. Release a report. Because a lot of times, this stuff just, it just moves on quick. And here we are, weeks and weeks later, and it's not just me talking about it. It's everybody. This is the talk of the league right now. And it's thanks to people like Ana Nunez and Melanie Coburn who went to New York to do this, that it's happening. I hesitate to do what I'm going to do next because it's incredibly hypocritical unless we get some calls uh, and want to continue on this topic. 800-636-1067. There is some football stuff I would like to do because I like experiencing joy. And even though what Taylor Heineke is doing right now doesn't exactly spark joy, I think it's interesting and worth talking about it. Uh, but we'll, if not, we'll take some calls on this next. Uh, so the audience gets to decide. 800 636 1067 overtime continues next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Craig Hoffman with you on Overtime on 106.7. The fan, New York Times opinion columnist Jane Coaston, who wrote a piece on Bruce Allen and how he, not John Gruden, is more indicative of the problems of the NFL. Coming up in 10 minutes. Uh, Let's go to the Gambit DC listener lines. Bet, play, win with Gambit DC brought to you by the DC Lottery. That number, of course, as it always has been, 800 636 1067 pj is in rest and pj thanks for calling you're on the fan thanks for having me uh just want to say a quick uh my sending out a quick prayers i just drove by uh, some kind of accident with cops and it was like a bad accident so i just hope those people are okay i'm uh, just for driving sure. back from the gym and uh so there's something that uh i want to sort of uh, bring home to light that i think is sort of snyder has sort of been able to blast everybody and uh, I'm asking all of the media journalists everyone to sort of focus on this because this is a really linear thing that may actually get Snyder to sell the team I found out some months ago that uh, the metaphor I want to use is this uh, if you go to a restaurant and they give you tainted steak or something that's a health code violation if if they are not carding anybody you know they're just giving beer to five-year-olds you know sure what's going to happen is they get uh, you know there's, there's twofold. There's the violation from the restaurant, but there's also like some kind of a uh, health inspection that is supposed to come and, you know, regulate that. If the health inspection never comes to regulate that, that also falls back on the health inspection. What happened with the Redskins is you're going to be shocked by this. Uh, at your company, do you know off the top of your head how many people work in your HR department? Maybe 20? I've worked at medium-sized companies that would always have about 15 to 25 people in the HR department. I found out that the Redskins, this last 15 years, literally, Snyder employed one human being to work in yep. the HR department. That one person even had a second job with the team, so it was like a part-time lady working in HR. If, mm-hmm. the, if the NFL every year is auditing these teams, every year they're checking up on these teams, I get that the Redskins screwed up, but 
how is this not a blight on the NFL? Because how, like, a health inspection cannot go 15 years without checking a liquor license and all those things. So how does the NFL go 15, 20 years and not say, hey, dude, uh, this is a problem. You got one person in your HR department. The fact that you have one person, to me, is showing that they are not at all trying to monitor anything. Shame on the NFL for not picking up on that. And my only other thing I was going to say is this, is uh, if the Redskins are forced to sell the team, I don't know how much the team is worth. Let's say three billion. If they're if Snyder has to sell the team, do they still get like that same three or two billion, or do they only get one billion because they've lost their leverage? You know what I mean? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, uh, PJ, it's it's a good question. I'll, I'm happy to answer it and, and also go back to your first point. Thanks for the call. Um, he, he would still get a lot of money. Like if if the team is valued at at three billion, he's probably going to get four, because NFL teams, especially ones with the earning potential of what Washington has one of the high, despite a quarter century of mismanagement is still one of the most valuable franchises, not just in the NFL, not just in American sports, but on earth. I think it's well over $5 billion. You're talking about like Real Madrid, the Yankees, the Cowboys, you know, one other soccer team called Manchester United. And then Washington football. Like the, the, that's the kind of company that this organization, because of the market, because of the history, because of whatever reasons, I honestly, at some point, sometimes I don't even know. Um, that's the kind of valuation that it has. And you have enough rich people around, including, by the way, Jeff Bezos, who has leaked interest multiple times and not currently the richest man in the world uh, because Elon Musk's net worth went up $36 billion on Monday. But one of the five richest people in the world, and Jeff Bezos, who's a big player here locally, as well as a lot of other money that is around, obviously, the Washington, D.C. area. So, yes, he would get all of that. To your other point, that's not some like secret that that PJ just let out. I I think a lot of fans know this. That was like one of the big revelations in, in the Wilkinson report and some of the Washington Post reporting before it was that there was exactly one HR person and she was like a 24-year-old who had no chance of doing anything in regards to HR within the company. Um, it was a box checked and one done to check the box, not with the actual purpose. And... Uh, the reason the NFL, to use your liquor license thing, like the NFL didn't have to do anything, which is why I was allowed to. And in order to find something, you have to look. And the NFL, like say, say you want to find uh, the ketchup in the refrigerator. If you open the door, well, one, like the NFL didn't even open the door. I think that's step one. The Wilkinson report is essentially opening the door for the first time, and they did it blindfolded. But like, if you open the door and you're blindfolded, it, we can we can pretty much assume that it's because you didn't want to find the ketchup. It's right there. It's on the front shelf. You why why can't you seem to find it? Oh, because you don't want to find it. Right, right, right. Again. The NFL is the owners. Roger Goodell works for the owners. And the owners don't want the NFL or anyone else poking around their stuff. 
because in their proverbial refrigerator, they also got a lot of stinky expired meat. Stuff that just doesn't pass the smell test. I think we can leave that analogy there. But who cares if you don't ever open the refrigerator? What's ever happening in there? Meh. Whatever. And that's kind of where they're at. And if people, you know, then, by the way, if you don't look, then it's really easy to be shocked and appalled at when you open the refrigerator and find out that everything's expired. Oh, we didn't, we didn't know. Wasn't it your job to know? I, I mean, how, how could we have possibly known? I don't know. Maybe you open the refrigerator every so often. Craig Hoffman with you here on 106.7 The Fan. When we get back, Jane Coaston, New York Times opinion column, good friend of mine, is going to join the show to talk about her column on Bruce Allen and what she, as someone who doesn't cover this team, who is a more of, has a more of a national eye on things and an eye that goes well beyond the world of sports, what she found so interesting and compelling about those emails and what they said about the league. Jane Coaston, next here on The Fan. It's overtime on 106.7. The fan, Craig Hoffman, with you tonight just after 7.30. We're with you until the top of the hour when it's Thursday night football. Ian Eagle and crew on the call for Westwood One each and every Thursday here on The Fan. Hawks and Wizards getting going as well. We'll update you on that before the end of the hour. But right now, it is my pleasure to welcome in my good friend, Jane Coaston from New York Times Opinion on to the BetQL guest line this week. Jane wrote a newsletter that and also appears on the New York Times website as a column about the NFL's Bruce Allen problem. In, in essence, that the problem with the NFL is that there's a lot of Bruce Allens, that while all the attention went to John Gruden, it's people like Bruce Allen who have allowed the NFL to exist the way it does, have created the culture the way it is for years. And so Jane, let's start with when you kind of had that realization, because I think for those of us that were around more specifically Bruce Allen, not the general Bruce Allens that are all around the league, like we knew this guy was pretty terrible uh, for not only at his job of constructing a good football team, but I don't think anything that's come out was particularly surprising. So as, as someone who is watching this as more of a national observer and someone who, with your career background, being in sports journalism, doing some political journalism, all of these things, a much more national view, even though you are local here in D.C. as a resident, like when did this story become about Bruce Allen for you? I think when I realized that all of the emails in question um, from the two separate investigations, well, one investigation and one court proceeding because there's always something happening with the Washington football team. All of those emails came to and from Bruce Allen. And we've seen how even the emails that didn't involve John Gruden, which is, you know, the emails that resulted in him stepping down as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, they were just, I thought, really emblematic of the kind of buddy-buddy insidery culture of the NFL, what the NFL really looks like. While the NFL is very willing to do these performative things to seem warmer, fuzzier, more diverse, you see in these emails that that's not really the case. And 
that's the thing that I think is so fascinating is the larger look that it gives us. Like if, if you were to poke around other NFL front office types, other NFL owners, like how many of, of people in power, like I know it's impossible to put a percentage, but like if you had to guess, like what kind of, what percentage of people in the league do you think are, are more Bruce Allen than, I don't know, people like Mark Davis, uh, the, the owner of the Raiders even. And like, look, I realize that we're talking about a scale of, uh, all, almost all men and a lot of billionaires here, but like, he's at least being like, I would like to see those emails come out. Um, how, how, how many people do you think are much more in the Bruce Allen buddy, buddy, and all the types of things that Bruce Allen was caught doing camp? Oh, I th- I would have to say probably 40 to 50%. And I think that the league is well aware of that, which is why you have Goodell coming out this week and saying that like, oh, the emails aren't coming out because we care about the victims. And you've heard some, some of the women involved in the, law- in the lawsuit saying like, we want the emails to come out. The Players Association wants the emails to come out. Everybody wants the emails to come out except for the NFL about whom the emails are. And what chances, and I'll lean on the fact that on top of being a sports journalist, you've covered politics for a long time as well. And so these two worlds have now merged in the fact that the House Oversight Committee is actually launching an investigation here. Um, like what chances are do we get that that investigation leads to these emails or at least a large portion of them coming out? Like what, what kind of oversight powers and does Congress have here? And what kind of, like what, what does that even look like? And feel free to go along on this one. Um, so the actual powers there are limited. Um, I, I mentioned this in my piece, but basically what the Committee on Oversight and Reform did is that they, they wrote Roger Goodell to request documents and information. There was no subpoena power here. This is basically a, would you please send us these emails? Because this sounds really, 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 really bad. Um, I can quote that. We have serious concerns about what appears to be widespread abusive workplace conduct at the Washington football team and about the NFL's handling of this matter, which, you know, so do I. (laughs) But I think that um, this was more a matter of indicating interest rather than an actual process that is going to result in those emails being shown. The real concern for the NFL is that the emails are part of two, not just the NFL-led or NFL-taken-over investigation into the Washington football team, but in court proceedings involving Dan Snyder and um, Bruce Allen, in which Dan Snyder tried to figure out who leaked information to an India-based media outlet that he was connected with Jeffrey Epstein, which is a sentence that you'd never want to have to say in your life. But a lot of how we have the information we do have is from those emails leaking from that discovery motion that was part of that court case. So that's how the Wall Street Journal got it. That's how the New York Times got it. And if I'm the Washington football team, specifically, if I am, if I am, you know, former President Bruce Allen, I am very concerned about where the rest of those emails are and what else is in that discovery motion. Is there uh, any other recourse whether it's congressional legal whatever that anybody the women involved who spoke to beth wilkinson to jerry Connolly, um who is the representative for many of these women the representative from northern virginia who is the head of the house oversight committee to get even if it's not the emails because i think that's an important uh thing that you you do a very good job and i think others have not done quite as good of a job of distinguishing is that these emails leaked out of the court proceeding in regards to Dan Snyder trying to figure out who leaked to the Indian media outlet 
not the Wilkinson investigation and some right. small piece of that leaking out. Is there a way to get a more formal report for, from what Beth Wilkinson found in the law firm that the NFL hired as a private matter? Or is that is that just dead and they kind of got what they wanted out of it and were able to find Dan Snyder $10 million and the, the billionaires all go chuckle hut away because to them $10, billion, or $10 million is nothing? Well, I, I think it's it's one for one. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's worth noting that Beth Wilkinson gave her report orally. Like at no point did anyone actually see all of the information that her legal team had access to. So we saw um, earlier this week that former Washington football team employees, they, they hand delivered a letter to the NFL owners meeting on Tuesday. Um, a group of women who had all been you know, alleged victims of what took place within the Washington football team, which just was repulsive. It was just a terrible place to work for women. It was a terrible place to report on for female journalists. Um, there was a woman who I think she's now the ringer who endured a lot of sexual harassment. Yeah, but Nora Princiati, she's a, she's a friend and has been on this show many times. Yeah. And that was something like that. This, it was endemic. It was endemic so much so that people, you know, when you started working for the Washington football team, it was just like, Hey, don't go down those stairs because those stairs are clear so that people can look up your skirt. Like it was just repulsive. And you saw a number of accusers who, you know, they talked to reporters and they went and delivered a letter. And I think that making it something that the NFL cannot move past, it has to be because what the NFL wants to move on to is, Hey, our ratings are great. Hey, like, have you seen these numbers we're getting? Everybody's happy. Advertisers are happy. Fans are happy. Everybody's happy. And like these group of women, they have continued to speak out. They've continued to work with reporters. They've continued to talk to people about, you know, it's not just the culture of the club was toxic. It's that everyone involved was aware of it. And you can't just, you know, hand over day-to-day -day operations to your wife. You can't just, you know, paper over this as the NFL tries to paper over basically every problem. Um, if, if you have this group of women who are determined to keep it in the public eye. Jane Koston, columnist for the New York Times with us here on 106.7 The Fan. Her newsletter this week, her, her column on the Washington football team and how Bruce and Allen is really representative of what you see in a lot of the NFL. And where I want to close with you is where you close that column, which is the idea that this league still needs a reckoning. And, and the question I have for you is fairly simple. What does that look like? I think that that looks like a reckoning that comes from outside the NFL. I think the NFL is very, very good at image craft. The NFL wants to create what it wants you to see of itself. So when the NFL was like, oh, we'll start, start playing, lift every voice and sing before games, which I was like, that wasn't really what people were asking for. People were asking for like police reform and maybe stop using race norming in your concussion lawsuits. But, like, the NFL is very good at controlling its own image and determining what you think that image is. And I think that what an actual reckoning comes from is one that is not permitted to be determined by the NFL. Even this invest investigation into the Washington football team, let's keep in mind, the NFL took that over in September of 2020. This was an NFL-led investigation that came up with NFL-approved conclusions and an NFL-approved fine. Which every and then you know just permitting Daniel Snyder to just basically be like ah oh, my wife's in charge now like I think it has to come from outside the NFL. The problem, of course, is that the NFL is not going to do that unless somehow no, their hand is forced. So, like, does a mechanism exist on planet Earth to force that? 
If it does, I'm not aware of it. But <laughs> if one of your listeners is aware of it, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, I, I think you're you're talking about this kind of scandal happening in multiple markets, reported on this level, et cetera, et cetera. The Jerry Joneses of the world coming down, um, or or you know, unless Congress actually grew the pair, like government is the only thing that is bigger than the NFL, uh, and so it would have to come from government in that way. And they do have the antitrust thing to hold on over their head, but I don't think they right. actually do it. Right. I mean, the closest thing I could imagine is like, yes, we can do baseball style hearings that don't really re- result in anything except the long report no one reads, no one actually reads, but are, is incredibly embarrassing to the league. And I am certain that there'd be people well willing to do that, but we'll have to see if that actually happens. Yeah, yeah. Jane Coaston, New York Times. Make sure you read her stuff. Subscribe to her newsletter. Um, sometimes it's serious stuff like this. Sometimes it's wacky college football thoughts. You never know. That's the beauty. That's why you subscribe. Uh, Jane, thank you very much, and uh, I will see you very soon. All right. Thank you so much. Jane Coaston, again, on the BetQL guest line. Bet smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Our newsletter, I was talking with Jane a little bit earlier today as well, and um, her her newsletter this week is going to be on hatred in sports. So I'm fascinated to read that. Um, Jane went to Michigan, and her, her title, not to spoil it, but like it, I think it's... I'm going to spoil it because it's going to encourage you to read it. I think it's a great, it's a great headline that makes you want to click on the article. I hate Michigan State. And when someone's coming with the word hate in a headline, it's when you, it's when you know it's real. All right, when we get back, a further investigation into producer Ryan's Spanish skills. Wizards and Hawks underway right here in D.C. This game's at Capital One tonight, and Bradley Beal, it is good to be home for him. He's got 13 points already midway through the second quarter. The Wizards have a 49-40 lead over the Hawks. Had a tight one last night. Uh, the Hawks playing back-to-back, as are the Wizards, actually. They in Boston last night. So 13-2 and two and two for Beal. Montrez Harrell's got eight. Eight and or sorry, eight, eight and three already as well. So Harold filling up the stat sheet. He's getting the start tonight uh, with uh, Gaffer being out with a quad contusion. So Corey Kispert, by the way, a plus ten, despite the fact that he has zero points, just his mere presence. It's all they need. It's all they need. I think he got the start tonight. Actually, no, sorry, he did come off the bench early uh, in this game, but. Wizards, 49-40 up on Atlanta right now over at Capital One Arena. Uh, John Collins has 12-4 for Atlanta. Trey Young, just five points on two of five. Shooting, he does, though, have eight assists. Uh, So earlier in the show, we very haphazardly backwards stumbled into the fact that our producer, the 21-year-old phenom, Mm. Ryan Clary, not that long ago, Mm-hmm. was in National Spanish Honor Society. Correct. At that point, our friend and yours, Juan <laughs> Romero, uh, English, Spanish, bilingual extraordinaire, does amazing updates in English here on 106.7 The Fan, does play-by-play and so much more. I think he does a full show in Spanish over on El Sol, mm-hmm. uh, 107.9. Uh, 
and, and Juan tweeted at us, and Juan said, after working a couple of events with Ryan for El Sol, there's no way he took one year of Spanish, let alone was part of an honor society. <laughs> Ryan, I'd like for you to defend your honor or uh, not. All right. I mean, okay. I'll put it this way. There is no way, no chance you're going to get me to say that I was once fluent. There's zero chance because I, I probably... Well, sure. I mean, I took, I took like two, maybe three years of Spanish in high school mm-hmm. and... I took some in college, and in no way was I fluent. Like what I could, I could do enough at that point in my life that if I had gone to a Spanish-speaking country, I could have gotten around and ordered food and asked where the bathroom was. Exactly, and uh, but that's not that's not <laughs> fluent. It's not, not, not at all. And so, I mean, I've been, I was taking Spanish all the way from what was it, seventh grade, all the way until I was a senior in high school. I took it for six straight years, but. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, here, okay, here's the catch to it. And this is why I was put in the Spanish Honor Society. All you had to do to get into this honor society was to have a B grade. That's all you needed. You needed a B in Spanish through your first two years of taking it in high school in order to get into the Spanish Honor Society. And I, I was put in there gracefully. I, I was... I, I gracefully I, is a good term for it. Yes, they showed you some grace, sir. <laughs> they, they did, and I mean, I there was a ton of people in that honor society who uh, who were fluent, and I'm, your boy is just not. I I did know Spanish, like I could get away going to a foreign country, like you were saying. So, and, so here's the thing, though, mm-hmm. for Spanish honor society, because I also was in Spanish honor society what? when I was in high school. What it was. It was a long, a lot longer ago than than you were in high school. Uh huh. Um, but it was. It, I, I don't think it means that like you're fluent. No. I mean, that, and that's all. the thing. I guess. I guess we should we should tell Juan. It means that you got good grades in Spanish class. Exactly. Like that's what that is. But, However, <laughs> like is B not nothing wrong with B's? Nothing. But like, wrong. are we are we going to say that that's a high enough bar for the honor society? Is that how that works? Like I, mean, I don't. What is what is the regular like National Honor Society threshold these days? Uh, I believe it was like around like a three five GPA. So I mean that's that's is that a B or an A? That's well, I mean that's technically a B. Now thinking about okay, it. but I mean okay. I I mean now thinking about it, yeah, I mean I should not have been in Spanish Honor Society. <laughs> I mean. And then, but first off, I'm going to throw you under the bus too because you never had my back. And you're like, oh, I was also in Spanish honor society and I wasn't fluent. I, well, I, fluency you threw was, me under you're the, the one who brought up, I'm dragging you under the bus too. Ryan, there's no bus. Uh, there's, that, car. that's, I, nope, there's no car. <laughs> fluency, the only one who brought that up was you. I mean, okay, I did bring it up, but I feel like that's what everyone thought it was. It that's was like, what, that's what Juan's, like, if I went to, here, here's the real question. Mm-hmm. If if I went and worked promo or whatever it is that you did for Juan yeah. at the El Sol event, yes, who would have a better time speaking a language that we both barely mm. know? I mean, you. I'm gonna go with your boy, me, me, your boy, me, <laughs> yeah, your boy, me. I you mean, might I, have me. I mean, I, have me. I think I will. I think it's that's the worst be thing, but, but actually, no, I'm not gonna say it's the worst thing about America because boy, we got some things that aren't great. But one thing that's amazing about like in Europe, 
They all just speak a bunch of languages. Exactly. I wish that was, that would be so great if we could do that. But I wish I was. That's smiling. a different conversation. We should have paid more attention in Spanish class. That's the end of the story. He's Ryan. I'm Craig. Thursday Night Football is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.